0: This is PSC about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt.
1: Yes, back again to discuss yet another Taylor Swift-themed episode (laughs) to discuss her latest movie, Argyle.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Her secretly penned novel um, turned movie very quickly and very successfully. So, as all Taylor's movie ventures are.
1: (laughs) Yes, she famously announced this at the Grammys and then now it's out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and everyone's seen it, so.
1: When she said, boring. I've been working on something for two years, did at any point in your mind, did it cross that, <laughs> oh, my gosh, maybe she's talking about Argyle?
0: No, I think they debunked it. Didn't the author come out, like, last week? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm too in the know to fall for that sort of trap.
1: mm but Mm-mm-mm. no, Argyle
0: is not written by Taylor Swift and, you know, pros and cons and if she could have ma- done it better. I don't know.
1: Tough yeah, I don't, I don't know either whether a Taylor Swift version of Argyle is better than this movie or worse than this movie. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see for whenever her random movie comes out. Do, we don't know anything more about that, right? No. Are there any conspiracy theories on what that might be about? No. Okay. Interesting. I
0: mean, not at all. And I wonder if the writer's strike and everything slowed down her ideas around that. And now she's focused on her new album. So,
1: I mean, but she's not in the writer's guild.
0: Well, but I mean, like, the like, she couldn't like plan with like a director or something. You know what I mean? I, because it was the, it was all that's why she had to do her. Anyways, it doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Or is she in the writer's guild because of the like short films
0: and stuff? I don't know. I don't think, I don't think so. But it was like, if she were to involve people, the, you know, she couldn't choose choose actors. She couldn't choose directors. Yes. All that. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe she's still pinning that um, in her spare time. Uh, And maybe Travis Kelsey is adding his flavor too. Mm,
1: (laughs) Yes. He can get a (laughs) co-rating credit under a weird name like Joe (laughs) Alwyn.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Um, But no, Argyle has probably, for better or worse, been talked about because of all the weirdness around the movie. Um, That was a lot of people's exposure to it, i.e. me. Um, Because otherwise, this was sort of under the radar as a sort of spy comedy thriller thing that was coming out. Matthew Vaughn directed it. Did he write it?
1: No, he did not write it. No, he did not
0: write it. But Matthew Vaughn, my personal favorite, Stardust, great movie. Didn't realize he did that because you were always talking about the Kingsman.
1: Yes. Which he which did. Which he did.
0: Which you liked half of?
1: I loved so, the first Kingsman. Yeah. And yeah. then the second one I didn't like. And the third one, or the prequel, I was like, huh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so there. <laughs> Um, huge cast of mostly like, uh, like big names, but not necessarily, you know, it's not like your Oscar winning cast. Well, except Sam Rockwell. Um, but you have Samuel L. Jackson ever won an Oscar? Oh, probably, I guess. But in general, you got you got Henry Cavill, Bryce Dallas Howard, Dua Lipa. Ariana DeBose. Oh, who
1: has an Oscar. <laughs> oh, you're right. Emmy so winner I Catherine right. O'Hara. You're um, right. Emmy oh winner Brian Cranston is in oh
0: the movie. Oh my gosh, you're right. I'm sorry to that. John class. Cena. I, I, he's probably won a People's Choice Award probably, at some point. Yeah, he's definitely gotten something. He's been slimed before. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like this movie was set up to fail because everyone was like, what on earth is he doing here? Like, what's going on here? And so I feel like a lot of people went to see it that wouldn't have seen it otherwise. Like, it's a dumpuary sort of, like, movie. I don't know. I'm surprised that there's so much dialogue around this film. You know what I mean? Usually our February episodes are, like, movies no one's ever talked about, let alone seen.
1: I think part of that, though, is the fact that there is nothing like this is a yeah. such a barren landscape since mean girls came out at the beginning of January, there has not been a big movie and there's not another big movie until Dune hits in March. And this yeah. like does have a lot of celebrities in it. They've been marketing it for months now. Um, You know, I've seen the trailer 900 times I feel like, <laughs> and I don't even watch that many movies or, you know, like see that many trailers cause they don't yeah. go to movie theaters that much. But um. But yeah, it's a, I think it's weird because in the marketing of it, you know, it's like this spy thriller that's, the premise as the trailer puts it is like, there's a woman played by Bryce Dallas Howard, who is a spy novelist. And somehow or another, the books that she's writing are actually like fortune-telling, world events in the spy community and so all of these spies are out to sort of like capture bryce dallas howard so that she can <laughs> tip them off on what's going to happen next yeah. in like the great world yeah. of espionage which seems like kind of a stupid and weird premise that's okay. very unrealistic also it's called argyle and there's all of these like like all of their marketing material has argyle like print in yeah. the background, which I don't necessarily think is like, I guess they a, never
0: really explain why
1: it looks kind of kitschy. Well, no, they do explain why. Um, the and Argyle
0: specifically,
1: why it's called Argyle, yeah. Why you didn't get the groan inducing, like, um, thing where they oh,
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. I was trying, to I'm think like, of, like, I'm like the seventh twist, you didn't <laughs> yeah, remember yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> the uh but then also but then also there's a cat in a backpack and so so much of the marketing material uh, revolves around the fact that bryce tells howard in the spy mission has a cat in a backpack which it's just like is this supposed to be a stupid comedy is this supposed to be a spy thriller like what exactly is the vibe of this movie and i think it was confusing to everybody and like Matthew Vaughn obviously had a big hit with Kingsman. He's done good stuff before, but the last two Kingsman movies haven't really done that well. And so, I th- and the fact that this was coming out in February and looked kind of stupid, I think it just like yeah was probably would have been a dumpy movie that not that many people would have seen. But then you had the Taylor Swift of it all, and then I think since the reviews have come out everything I've seen is like, oh my gosh, so many twists. There's so many twists in this movie. You'll never un- <laughs> like, guess what happens in this movie. This movie's crazy. It's 9 million twists. So I think that then people are like, okay, well, there's nothing to see. This does have a lot of famous people who I do like in it. And it seems to be like a wild movie that you have to see to believe. So I guess I'll go watch it. Like, I think, yeah. I think it sort of accidentally became sort of like <laughs> a hit, despite the fact that everybody thought it was stupid for a while.
0: Well, and I mean, a hit is sort of a generous term. I mean, well, this yeah. has been completely panned by critics. It has like a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. And like even the audience score um, is like 60% on IMDb or 6 out of 10 or whatever. And it hasn't
1: made that much money either.
0: And it hasn't made that much money. But I, I guess I had like the way I feel about this movie is probably as confusing as the movie itself because... I really blame Bryce Dallas Howard for almost every single problem in this film, and I think she was completely miscast because if they had dedicated themselves to being a comedy a la Spy, they would have had a fun romp on their hands, not because it makes sense or it's especially well executed, but because Sam Rockwell has such a endearing, fun charisma to him that he could like have chemistry with a shoebox, you know, like I love watching him have fun in a movie because he's so, oh, he just like oozes personality. And so I was surprised by how willing I was to go (laughs) The ride, just for his side eye commentary. But every time freaking Bryce Dallas Howard gets a close up in this film, I immediately wanted to walk out of the theater. Well, cause Bryce, and I, think, like, I think, I think, if this movie had cast like uh, like J Law or Aubrey Plaza
1: or Emma Stone or somebody,
0: it would have been fun. But this, yeah. she just can't carry it.
1: Well, it is interesting because in the marketing of the movie it's sort of hard to tell who the main character is like even in the poster like the front three people are Henry Cavill, Dua Lipa and Samuel L Jackson who are not the That's main true. characters of the movie even yeah. close. The main character is Bryce Dallas Howard and then like a close second is Sam Rockwell and then everybody else is like way behind that. Um yeah. but yeah, okay, let's talk about Bryce Dallas Howard for a second because I <laughs>
0: I hate her. I'm sorry to that person, but she's the worst nepo baby to ever nepo. Here's the
1: thing that I find so fascinating about her: it's like I do actually think that she is a good actress. No, well, no. Here's what I'm. Here's what I'll say. Okay, okay, okay. I think that she's a good actress when she's utilized in certain capacities. It's sort of like who are we talking about recently that is like this? And I said that they were like Kristen um, Stewart, Um, where it's or emma roberts too it's like there's certain people who are really good in very specific types of roles and then cannot do other things. oh sydney sweeney that's who we were talking about mm. where it's like sydney sweeney's good at one thing but she's not really great at other things and i think that bryce tells howard like is good in more dramatic things and is also Name one
0: thing Name well one. it's like
1: i think she's really good in the help um as oh. sort of like the the like, bitchy, like, racist woman. And she does, I think, sort of have, like, a... Like, she's not bad when it comes to, like, dramatic, like, monolog kind of stuff. But the problem is, is that they keep casting her, for whatever reason, as the leading lady in a big, like, blockbuster franchise, which doesn't really play to her strengths at all because in order to be good in those settings you really have to just have like loads and loads and loads of charisma because you have to carry a whole movie that involves you know a bunch of different things and isn't really that interested in like nuanced acting or like more character kind of stuff um and so with the jurassic world movies and with this where she's sort of playing a similar character it's like she's not I, she just, like, does not have the pizzazz that she needs and is sort of swallowed up by all of these other people. But the crazy thing also is, like, it's not like they're casting, like, Rounda Rousey or Michelle Rodriguez or somebody who's, like, oh, they're not a good actor, but they're, like, a stunt person. It's, like, they're casting somebody who is not good at the action stunts, but is also doesn't have... It's like, why is she here? Like, why (laughs) was she cast in this movie? I understand that she sort of fits the look of, like, a woman who's, like, a sort of dowdy author who has a cat, but I feel like you could have easily gotten a lot of people to play that role perfectly fine who have, like, more vigor to them than she does.
0: Yeah, she's just, like... She is bad she's unwatchable in this most everything i've ever seen her in but let's focus on this and she's asked to carry the entire film like it's literally oftentimes from her pov where we get stupid (laughs) fade to black and blink your eyes open perspective um and i just i think I think she's the one to blame. Like honestly, everyone's like Matthew Vaughn's losing his magic. Like what is this mess? And I can see that obviously it's a it's not like going to win any awards. But I feel like if they had gotten any other semi-funny lead actress, this would have been better.
1: Yes, but I don't blame her for that. Like
0: oh, she is not Okay, yeah, I, I hear I you. mean,
1: like, she wasn't, like, obviously she, like, auditioned or whatever, or they wanted her. I think that, the, I, I mean, yes, she's related to Ron Howard, so I'm sure that there is, like, a certain nepotism involved in this. But I think she must be, like, a very sort of lovely person to work with, that everybody keeps sort of, like, casting her in things when she's, like, clearly not a box office draw. Like, I don't. I think she just must be like super well connected and really nice and people like her. And so people are like, oh, like, let's give her another shot or cast her in something. Because I can't figure out why else she is getting so many opportunities. I mean, I guess she she hasn't been been in that.
0: She's an industry plant. Um. someone decided she's going to be famous and they're working their darnest to make her so.
1: Yeah, but she's like 45 at this point. Like, <laughs> I feel like you hear that storyline with people I who are know. like 20-something, Ariana but DeVos not Rose like right. mom energy people.
0: <laughs> no, yeah. I, I really just, yeah. I didn't think she was good for this, for who the character was in the beginning. No. Nor who she turned out to be in the end. I don't think it has anything to do with like, her physicality, it's literally, I don't know, she, the way, like Sam Rockwell feels so natural and maybe it's having a scene partner who's as talented as him that highlights like how bad she compares, but it was like a struggle to see her attempt to show emotion and just feel like I was getting nothing. Like honestly, Avatar does a better job of capturing Facial and nuance than she was giving me, but honestly, yeah, this movie, <laughs> this movie was destined to disappoint. I just think I was surprised by how much fun I was having without her.
1: The, I mean, I sort of like Bryce Dallas Howard in general, but the, I think, I think the, the problem with this movie is like, Matthew Vaughn slash the script writer, whose name is Jason Fuchs, who, like, the most impressive thing that he's written is Ice Age Continental Drift. It's like, <laughs> I've never even heard of the rest of the movies that he's written. And, like, he worked on the story of Wonder Woman, but he didn't write Wonder Woman. He's mm. also an actor. So I'm like, I don't understand why he is... Um, hear exactly like why he's involved with this but kingsman was great i think that matthew vaughn completely understood misunderstood why people liked kingsman and what was great about it and completely screwed that up in the two sequels which got worse and worse reviews and made less and less money and so then he decided you know to sort of like that they couldn't really do a fourth kingsman movie so he's going to pivot to this and make argyle as come to find out sort of a backdoor back into the Kingsman universe, which I sort of think isn't going to happen again, because I don't think this did well enough to warrant like a fifth movie in this sort of space. But I just think that he does not have a grasp on like what works and what doesn't work in his movies and has fully gone all in on the wrong aspect of stuff that, he has and and it like drags it down where it's like he he there's way too many twists, the fight scenes are like so outlandish and so full of visual effects that they yeah. become like watching nothing. Um the the acting is murky, like it's just it's just too all over the place, the whole thing. Yeah. Now that being said, i think there is a really clever germ of an idea in this movie in Mm. that maybe like a half to two thirds of the way through i was like wait is this actually like a secretly genius movie that i is really good (laughs) and then the last third happened i was like oh no like this stumbled (laughs) upon one good thing but actually it's just bad um yeah and let's go through the yeah
0: the twists one at a time (laughs)
1: I know, like I'm, I'm we'll like, here I, for 10 years. yeah. I don't even know how to like begin to go through the well. So the all premise, the twists. I'm like, I <laughs> I can barely remember them.
0: Has written four books, and yes. she's already drafted her fifth. Um, yes, she's which she's a fast working writer. on in her computer, and um, and then she decides to take a, a train up to her mom's because, of course, she doesn't like flying. She's very, she's very much a homebody. Her Hot date is always her CGI cat, um, and, and so you you get into this sort of the man who knew too little plot line where she realizes like there's a million and one secret agents after her because she somehow knows too much, and um, Sam Rockwell helps her escape the train. Now at this at the same time she starts to have visions of her character Argyle, played by Henry Cavill with the worst haircut i've ever seen oh my seen. gosh terrible <laughs> i don't know what that was about but he was he was not looking good i don't i don't know if that was a choice but the the velvet like faux collar and the spiky hair I don't know what was going on well like his
1: hairline is so bad yeah and I'm was like something is, that, wasn't is that his regular hairline and he just doesn't know. normally do his hair that way or was that a wig that they just built strangely
0: yeah I don't know if it was because they wanted it to look like the like character on the book where it's like a very exaggerated almost like a Oscar statuette like I don't know, because it looked bad. It was like Johnny Tsunami or whatever his name
1: is. Johnny Rocker.
0: Johnny Rocker. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was bad. Oh, and that's the other thing that's happening is that her, her vision for these characters is Henry Cavill as Argyle, Dua Lipa as the villainess, and John Cena as Argyle's funky little sidekick.
1: And not to forget Ariana DeBose as oh, yeah. the <laughs> computer Bose. hacker uh, the sidekick who in the cold open for the movie where it's basically we're getting a, you know, scene from the books with all of them yeah. that she gets shot and dies yeah. and while they're, you know, while Dua Lipa is escaping.
0: Yeah, but still a cover star. um, Yeah. So that it didn't start off strong for me because it felt like those scenes weren't like sexy spy. Like. Fast and the Furious does a better job of, like, exciting the spy work. But whatever. Dua Lipa's there. She's trying. There's a lot of CGI. There's a lot of CGI with, like, how they do the fights and stuff. And I agree. It was distracting.
1: Um, yeah uh, yeah it's so much cgi that it really loses a lot of the appeal to it and some of it you can tell like okay obviously we would need cgi for this but for example like the cat feels like we could have had scenes with just a regular cat like obviously maybe not all of them but like some of them and it was just all green screen the entire time like there was so so much of that and i think that the problem is like At the beginning, we get this version, this novel version of a spy thriller, and it's, like, slightly exaggerated, but not so exaggerated that it's funny. It's not, like, an isn't it romantic type of thing where it's, like, oh, like, this is, like, a fake rom-com and it's, like, really tropey or, like, spy even. Instead, it's just, like, it's, like, elevated enough that you know it's not real, but it's not so elevated that it's entertaining. It's just kind of, like, a slightly exaggerated, boring spy movie. Mm -hmm. Um and so yeah, so those scenes weren't that interesting. And then I think the plot that oh, like she's a writer and she knows too much and we've got to kidnap her. Yeah. Is just sort of an unbelievable premise. It was a
0: stretch and a half. I was like, wait, what did she predict?
1: Yeah, and so it's like, why are all of these people going after her? Like, this just makes no sense. And you're going along with it because, you know, whatever, you're stuck in the movie theater and Sam Rockwell is, you know, sort of entertaining. But it's not – it's a weird um, kind of vibe. And so – Yeah,
0: because I thought it would be like, oh, she accidentally revealed a state secret and so now all these nations are after her. But it's really just turns out to be one, like – what do you call it syndicate or whatever like it's just one bad like spy group secret spy group that decides they want to kill her because she knows something but it's not clear what she knows and then it turns out oh no you just have to write the next chapter so we know what happens as if she's like a fortune teller and that yeah really silly too
1: yeah Yes, it has like the fortune teller energy because it's like, oh, stuff that happened in her previous books has already happened. And they're trying to figure out where this like key is that has a bunch uh, or like this USB drive that has a bunch of files on the evil organization and so they're like oh if you write the next book and sort of say where that file is then that's where the file will be and yeah. she's like well that's ridiculous because it's like if i'm just making things up and i say oh it's in the eiffel tower like then why would it be in the eiffel tower like yeah i can't make that happen or i can't predict anything um she's
0: like i can't write i haven't even been to london
1: <laughs> right and then she but then somehow or another they they're like i mean they're being chased by these bad guys so they're sort of on the run and she's like okay i guess i'll like go along with this yeah. so they go to london where supposedly like this key is they're like looking for a hacker she's like su- writing a novel um and people keep chasing them and it goes on like that for quite a while i think yeah before yeah. you really get to the first twist
0: yeah cuz he like rescues her again and they escape and she's feeling like vibey with him And then she overhears him say, (laughs) he says the most aggressive thing, too. He's like, I want to put a bullet in her head. (laughs) Yeah. Like in the bathroom at this thin little hotel wall. Poor choice on his part, for sure. She panics, leaves, and calls her parents, played by, calls her mom, played by um, Moira Rose.
1: Yeah Catherine O'Hara And this is where we sort of get the first twist of the movie Because the whole time we've been seeing We've been cutting away to scenes of the bad guy Who is Brian Cranston And then while she's at the hotel With her mom The mom's like oh dad's here And they open the door and who is it but Brian Cranston So it's like wait a second Her dad is the evil guy Or they look alike Or like they're twins Like what's going on here Um, (laughs) Yeah
0: and he's clearly immediately, like, not into her. So it's not like a situation like Spider-Man Homecoming where the dad loves his daughter. Like, there's the vibes are off. And Sam Raquel comes in and saves her again. And she's like, that's my parents. You can't kill them. And she's like, oh, well, they just tried to kill you. And suddenly Catherine O'Hara has an accent. Everyone's punching each other out. And they escape again. And and then they th- end up at...
1: In Italy. In Italy with is them. That, yeah, they go to Samuel Jackson's. L. Jackson's headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is the point where we sort of get the reveal
0: yeah. on why
1: she's writing these books. Which this, I thought, was sort of genius. The, yeah. It's, it's like she used to be a like secret agent, sort of like Black Widow style. Yeah. And they and so she you know lived this life knew all of these things about the spy organization knew where the key was and then h- how did she get injured she got
0: um it was that she she got the key and killed the guy and he had like a death i don't know some sort of death bomb synced up to him so when he died his oh yeah. exploded, and she fell into the river and
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Was in a coma, as one is. As one does. And lost her memory, as one does. And so the. And so Catherine O'Hara, an opportunity
1: to yeah, brainwash her. who's like an evil hypnotist and yeah. Brian Cranston, who's in charge of the evil organization, pretend to be her parents. They like hypnotize her into thinking that she's a novelist who is in like a car accident. And so yeah. she's going to write these books and basically like sort of explain where the key is subconsciously to them so that they can go figure out where it is. So she is... She does know all of the details, and these books are predicting things, but only because they're, like, her subconscious memories (laughs) from her former life as a spy. Which I was like, oh, okay, wait, I'm actually into this. like, Because I love, famously, like Serenity, a movie that is willing to sort of be bad for part of it in order to pull off a twist (laughs) that I think works in the end. Like, Serenity is a bad movie, but then it's like, oh... Serenity's actually bad because it's supposed to be like a lame, weird Grand Theft Auto video game, and then I think it really works with that twist, which Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, your mileage may vary because you have to go through all of the bad (laughs) stuff in order to get to the twist, but I liked in this that it's sort of like, oh, we're gonna come up with this stupid premise that Mm -hmm. everybody is gonna think, oh, it's a dumb movie, like, rom-com almost-esque premise, but then it's actually sort of smartly thought out, and has a real reason behind it. And I was like, okay, I love this. This is great. Into it. And I mean it doesn't really make sense
0: like why I still don't understand why they wanted her to write public books just so that they could find the key. Like they're waiting five years to get the key. I mean I guess it might her write her memoir for four years? I mean, yes.
1: Like, I guess they should want to get it faster or whatever, but I'm like, for the plot is sure, I'll go along with it. And also they probably didn't think that they were going to be like that successful, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because the thing is that she realizes that they're bad, right? She realizes that they've gone rogue and aren't serving the greater good. And so she becomes a double agent and is going to expose them, but then she gets hurt and so they see their They see their opportunity to get her back on their side by brainwashing her into another person and getting the key and destroying proof of corruption. Is that that's the goal? That's the plan? Yes. Yeah.
1: And so she's writing these novels where she is actually the Agent Argyle. Yeah. Uh, Henry Cavill character Kyle. because yes her initial her first initial <laughs> R and her last name is Kyle so it's R Kyle yeah. which is similar to Argyle.
0: Yeah, cute.
1: Which it's I like whenever that, that happened everyone in my press screening was like oh my god. It was like groans <laughs> through the whole audience like you've got to be kidding me.
0: Meanwhile, I was distracted by Sam Rockwell playing the mopey boyfriend who has to convince his love of his life to love him again. Like this movie is all over the place right like the lost city she'd been in a
1: relationship with sam rockwell but in her book version it's john cena as sam rockwell and she (laughs) is henry cavill and they're just friends
0: yeah that was unfortunate they should have been lovers too but um yeah it's it's cute that he's the goofy sidekick it's cute that he's like man i've just been you know waiting for you to love me again or whatever like it's cute that he's like i'll punch you in the face just to show you that you can punch me too you know i like the elements there because i think it is fun it plays into a lot of the like cute tropes that make a rom-com fun um but again she's asked to realize a lot really quickly and Bryce Dallas Howard just isn't the most emotive person to watch um, seven plot twists happen to her in seven minutes, it turns out.
1: Right. Because then this is where the movie gets confusing. It's like, then is, is this when they get kidnapped and put on the boat or... I'm like I don't I don't even remember all of the twists after this because it's like yeah, oh she's they, an agent oh but she was a double agent but he was this this is uh, at some point in here we figure out that yeah, yeah, yeah. oh so Argyle's they, like her so they find subconscious out who's talking to her
0: the, they find out who's keeping the secret which it seems pretty obvious because it's called the secret keeper and I feel like the syndicate could have figured that out pretty quickly but they decide to go there. Um, oh yes remember, to Saudi see both. Arabia so or yeah
1: Sophia Butella.
0: yeah and so they go there it's sort of a party and they get to have a flirty dance um and for some reason Bryce Dallas Howard is in a blonde wig and the fugliest shade of yellow for her skin tone like just an awful awful look I don't know it's a terrible terrible dress it. Yeah, it's so it's, bad.
1: Yes, it's it's so bad for it her skin so tone. The wig looks bad. It's like, on one hand, I get that, like, okay, you you have to put her in a dress that she's going to be able to, like, do things in. So it needs to be, yeah. like, sort of flowy. And also, like, Bryce Dallas like, Howard's character in the movie and just her in general isn't necessarily, like, sex bombshell. So you can't you're not going to put her in like the Dua Lipa dress from the beginning of the movie, but it's like a floor length. Yeah. Sort of yellow, like, like
0: empire jewel
1: sequin kind of thing with like the lowest neckline that they must've like yeah. really taped her into. But then the dress goes to the floor. There's like, it just looks so bad, it's so
0: ugly, and it's like weird it's sleeves. not like she's a very pretty person. Like she could be dressed very sexy, yes. very hot spy. Like put her type. in like
1: emerald green or yeah. like navy. She's like should give be in jewel her high tones. Slit,
0: give her silk, like anything, like. Like, even thinking about, like, the Fast franchises where they go to these parties in their gorgeous dresses and end up wrestling. Like, there is an avenue where this is very easy to figure out, but instead she just looks like she's (laughs) – I mean, I guess it plays out because she looks like she's in a little ice skater, ice dancer, full-length gown, and it is hideous, and she spends the next hour in it.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, the whole back half of the movie, she's in this ugly dress. Yeah, because yeah, they go to the secret keeper and then
0: and she gets while the they're secret, there getting the secret,
1: yeah. Brian Cranston shows up with uh, Catherine O'Hara, who you well, thought was dead well, earlier. No, the but the first
0: twist, the twist that happens there is she realizes she's one of the corrupted
1: people. Oh, yeah. That's that right. She.
0: Was on the file list of these people they need to expose because she's a bad person too. And so she's going to go. Oh, tell yeah. Because she thought Sam she was Rockwell. a good yeah.
1: character working against Brian Cranston. Yeah. And then she realized in her past life that she was actually a bad person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then they get kidnapped and taken to headquarters, which is like where... a giant submarine, a yeah. cargo ship or something. <laughs> it's a giant ship. And I was really confused the whole time by Brian Cranston's like background. Was that like a screen of jellyfish or was that meant to be implied that it is the actual ocean?
1: Well, yeah, I don't know.
0: Weird, shapeless.
1: Right, because it's like, is there is he just like on the bottom layer of the cargo ship and there's a window or is it that? Yeah, there's like a tank that's sort of just like a nautical themed tank that he has jellyfish in? confusing okay so so this is where we get the captain reveal
0: yeah she wakes up with brian cranston and she's like oh i'll get it out of sam rockwell and so she goes to like you know um she goes down to where they're beating him up and trying to um torture the info out of him and somehow she's like oh well i've always been bad and shoots him dead in the heart Oh my gosh, can
1: you believe it? Oh my um, gosh. I could, except for <laughs> there's apparently some sort of like
0: There's a secret a valve whole, in your Yeah, there's a secret yeah.
1: passage between your heart and your lung or something, and if you shoot him right through it, then the character doesn't die. Knows. Put a
0: cotton swab in there and they'll stop. Right, <laughs> right.
1: And she knows this because she was going to do it Because that's how she was going to bring back the Ariana DeBose character from the Argyle novels. But then she (laughs) never did. She didn't get to write the last book. So
0: she's got that and her handlers are like, yay, we have our evil genius back. Love you so much. And then she's like, well, actually, I just played you and used this computer to upload the file after all. And they're like, no, but then it turns out <laughs> you need a special password to really send the file. So she didn't send the file. And so now she has to go and send the file by going to a secret computer room. And meanwhile, you realize that Sam Rockwell is not dead. And he, in fact, can is alive. And he finds her and they realize that they can fight their way out together. And so you get this epic, needlessly rainbow smoke. Oh, a terrible <laughs> fight
1: scene a absolutely horrendous fight scene that's like and
0: this is where i i started laughing and i was like you know what props to them the audacity you know the, but this, again this it's like
1: the movie doesn't lean into the campiness enough like should there is a version of this movie that's like we're doing too many twists and everything's over the top and you know and it's like really hilarious yeah but it's like I don't know that this movie trusts itself enough to yeah. be that funny. Yeah. Like it always feels like it's sort of trying to be funny, but then also trying to be like, actually like, a good action movie at the same time, which doesn't really <laughs> work out because this fight scene is all CG. Yes. It's like them in gas masks doing a choreographed dance, but with these like <laughs> pipe <a> dance. <laughs> with this gas canisters that are firing off like different colored smoke it's so weird.
0: Yeah, there's and some then sort it's... of needle drop, too.
1: Yes. Well, there's the so many needle drops in yeah. the movie. And I think it works. Like, the first fight scene where they're on the train, mm-hmm. I thought that was a good fight scene, and it was fun that they had the music there. But yeah. then the second time, it's like, we don't need this dance choreographed whatever. And then, like, 10 minutes after that, we get another fight scene, which inexplicably she used to be an ice skater and so she (laughs) is going to ice skate but instead on ice she's ice skating on oil which i'm like does that actually work and so so. (laughs) it's like a ice skating routine but she's killing people during it with guns like and again that is completely all cg like there is not a second of it that is real and is also terrible
0: and, so she's and she's again in, in, in the bad dress. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but even though she's on an oil slick spinning around on this dress, the dress is like completely fine when yeah. she gets to the end of it. There's yeah. no oil on it.
0: Yeah, no. It, it's like, like you said, there's all these pieces here that I think could have made a really fun movie. And I think with the right actor, it might have been more believable even in this iteration. But yeah, it seemed like they wanted to be too much of different things because it felt like in parts like melissa mccarthy's spy it felt like in parts like a fast and the furious entrant it felt in parts like they were taking it seriously like this is freaking jason Bourne or something but and
1: then it was like an m night Shyamalan movie at various points yeah (laughs) and
0: then yeah so the the twist there is that she actually is an ice skater and that wasn't a lie and so she goes and they get to the they get to the computer, but then the computer, oh no, they need to, a... <laughs> they need Brian Cranston's eyeball. And he comes down to the special computer room to like rub it in their noses so that they'll never get the file out. And then the cat attacks. The cat attacks
1: and scratches and out his, up eyeballs. Up his
0: eyeballs. So, so Brian Cranston dies in the most like unremarkable way. They realize, oh, this sucks, but it's okay because they just have to get to the mainframe or whatever it is on top of the boat. And so they go up there to send it out and then it turns out the <laughs> other final, well, one of the final <laughs> plot twists is that Catherine O'Hara has her under um, what hypnosis. would you call it? Yeah, she has a hypnosis And trigger. if she
1: plays a secret music box, then
0: <laughs> like an Ellen Enchanted
1: almost. <laughs> <laughs> Bryce yeah. tells Howard is back under a trance and has to yeah. kill Sam Rockwell. So yeah. it's like Sam Rockwell's killing Bryce Dallas Howard and being like I love you like yeah. d- I know who you really are and yeah. she's like oh, you don't know me I'm gonna kill you and yeah. Catherine O'Hara's standing there like constantly rewinding the <laughs> music <laughs> which box, I liked like this bit I liked her, it I think because her. I like
0: Sam Rockwell and so he was having a good time like being like I don't want to fight you but then realizing he had to to save her or whatever and then like there's a dramatic music happening, and he just keeps getting absolutely pummeled. And then, like, there's a break because the the song dies down, and it's just like so over the top and silly. And it goes on too long, but it was a
1: funny. Everything in the movie bit. goes on too long. <laughs> it's it's a two and a half hour long movie that should have been like an hour and forty five. <laughs> because then we get no. to yet another twist, no, where twist. just as. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard is about to curb Stomp Sam Rockwell <laughs> A a figure with A face covering shows up and Shoots Catherine O'Hara And dun 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 it's actually Ariana DeBose Who Did didn't die in me? the books Or in real life because of The secret Bullet through the heart pathway yeah. Thing and so has been just hanging out on this ship as a worker for God knows how long yeah. until she was called upon to just finally kill Catherine O'Hara in this moment so they could send the file to Samuel L. Jackson and really, like, clear everything up. <laughs> but Ariana DeBose was maybe in this movie for four minutes. Like She
0: was in it less than Dua Lipa, for
1: sure. For, for, for such prominent placement, like, yeah. she was low on the priority list, yeah. which made me wonder if... She, If, like, this movie had actually been shot, like, back in, I don't know, you know, like, like, 2019 or something, and that she really hadn't been that famous. But it was shot in, um, it began in August 2021. So I guess, like, maybe she wasn't really famous then. She just
0: wants to be there for the sequel.
1: Like do you think that maybe she took this role before she was famous so that's why it was so small and then because she's gotten famous since they like added her into all of the marketing stuff when she wasn't going to be originally?
0: Mm, maybe. I can see that. Weird. I mean it's also yeah. like it's just another red herring, right? Like it's just the full cast on the top even though John right. Cena is barely in it too. Um but yeah, I, I, it was and then and then the the weird thing <laughs> The the, The weird thing is that uh, the ending is she goes back to writing these novels and I don't understand like is that the is that the dream is that the plan like what so when did they expose the secret did that not impact him at all
1: I think they like sent it out and so then the bad guys organization was destroyed and so then they're like okay well now we have nothing to do she's gonna go back to novel writing
0: yeah but does. But we then so we
1: get to the post credit scene or mid credit scene.
0: <gasps> I didn't watch.
1: Oh my gosh, which was so confusing. So <laughs> okay, okay. so I'll just try to describe we it for break you. It down. We see like a bar that it looks like um or that's called the Kingsmen that we haven't uh, that I don't think is from the original Movies and like a boy Goes in and it's the It's the love interest from um, Enola Holmes And he goes up to the bartender And the bartender's like oh you're gonna need One of these and gives The and opens like a box And it's a gun and the guy Takes and the kid takes the gun And then the bartender's like Well this gun's for You Aubrey Argyle And so It's like wait Is this so? This is like young Argyle is actually like a member of the Kingsmen, and then it cuts to a screen that's like the first book, the movie coming soon, and it's like what? (laughs) And so I was so confused leaving the theater, and obviously there's not any, and I went to a press screening, so there's you can't Google anything at that point, and I'm like, is is like the. They're they're releasing a book of the of this movie, or like the Ar- Argyle is a Kingsman in the book, or Ar- or she has been a Kingsman all along. Like I was so confused. Yeah, I think what I landed on after reading some explainer things is that <laughs> Ar- Argyle, the character in the books written by Ellie Conway, like mm-hmm. the Bryce Dallas Howard character. Like part of his origin story is that he was in the Kingsmen, and that they are s- the filmmakers of the movie in general are setting up a spinoff in which a young Argyle is in the Kingsmen universe. So it wasn't
0: Argyle after all. There really is an Argyle that she knew.
1: Well, I think no. I think that the Kingsman world and the sort of like Henry Cavill Argyle world are both. Fictional and sort of in the mind of Ellie Conway, the writer. Ellie
0: Conway is writing The Kingsman.
1: Yes, I think is how I interpreted that. And so then we, as the public watching this, like the fifth Argyle movie or the fifth Kingsman movie would be actually the events of the first Argyle Argyle book that (laughs) Ellie Conway has written. But I'm not sure. (laughs) If the Argyle book that is like currently out and sold on Amazon that they thought Taylor Swift wrote is the events of this movie (laughs) that we just saw or if it's the events of this the
0: plot thickens of
1: the first sort of book that would have also that sort of like a prequel. To the Henry Cavill character, where he is a member of the Kingsmen. That is so. It's like what the f is going on?
0: That's so confusing because the movie does end with Henry Cavill standing up and being like, "Hey, I think you have some questions for me," because he looks like her her imagination of Argyle, even though I don't know how he would know that or yeah. Because I was confused by that too. The movie honestly. makes no honestly, sense. It's just like, honestly, it ends with them kissing on their escape boat, and then it cuts to Argyle and John Cena, and I wanted them to kiss too. I thought that would be the final, mm-hmm. you know, joke the the cute the cute tie in, but they don't. They remain platonic, and it's lame.
1: Yeah, the movie in general, like I, it had some good bits, but it just it wasn't working. And to me, it feels like that thing where somebody becomes successful as sort of a creative person and then is given way more creative liberty than perhaps they should. And so there's not really like enough people editing it. it. Like this feels like it could have been a much better movie if somebody else had sort of gotten involved and been like, no, actually we need to cut this, uh, amp up this, delete this. Like, it doesn't seem like this is that far away from being a bad movie. Yeah. It just has way too much going on and needed some trimming.
0: Yeah, like cut the whole oil fight and the side character of like Cranston's right-hand man. Like I I think honestly if this movie had Emma Stone or just someone a little bit more punchy, I think it would have been much better. I mean, or there they- were issues with it. Like I hated the POV camera work, but um I really just didn't like Bryce Dallas Howard in it.
1: Yeah, and the green screen. Yeah, I think also if you had leaned into more of the comedy angle too, where it's like really nobody on the cast is a comedic actor aside from Catherine O'Hara. And I did feel like she really popped in her scenes. Like she was entertaining in the comedic relief. But I don't know, even if you got somebody like, um, not necessarily Kate McKinnon because she's like too weird, but if like AD Bryant, for example, had had the... Bryce Dallas Howard role I think that you could have leaned into like a a lot funnier movie that would have had a lot more jokes in it I mean Um, most of
0: the like premise revolves around this whirly bird payoff and that was like the weirdest thing to me and so it was funny when they finally had him do it to her like jump into her arms but it would have been better I don't know yeah if they had comedy at the heart of it I think they would have pulled off a lot better
1: Yeah, I'm imagining like a Will Ferrell version of this movie that maybe Maybe isn't better, but like, I don't know. For the record, I like saying Or like imagine if Scarlett, not Scarlett Johansson, if Rachel McAdams was the lead character.
0: Honestly, even like Emily Blunt probably could have done it. Like just someone needed a lot more charisma to like get people to buy into it because this just felt like Bryce Dallas Howard was acting, you know?
1: Yeah, she'll for sure. Her darndest. <sighs> oh, poor yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. I mean, I'm sure she'll be in something again she'll be before too long. Yeah, <laughs> she'll be back at it. Um, yeah. I don't know what we're doing next week because there's not really that much I know. going be on. Here, so, who but knows? I will be in LA with Shelby.
0: Yeah. So we'll have, so we'll have that beekeepers. week, and then we'll have a week
1: off. <laughs> and oh, yeah. When does is the beekeeper out?
0: Oh, it's been out for a few weeks. Oh, now. Okay. I was Another like spy hmm. thriller, right?
1: Well, that's a Jason Statham movie, so yeah. I don't really even know. <laughs> I'm like 2020. Like, I think I, is it a spy movie or is it just like an action movie?
0: It's like a spy thriller, spy or action, Spaction yeah, movie, espionage sort of. <laughs> oh, Anyways. Lisa
1: Frankenstein. Oh yeah!
0: Wow! <laughs> wow! 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 Uh, so many options.
1: There's also um. A Camila Mendez rom com that's coming mm. out. Maybe uh, we should on just Amazon.
0: do a, a halfway the traders review final predictions episode.
1: Oh, that's true. We could do that. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Interesting. I
0: gotcha. <laughs> just need to throw that bone. I'm out of Lisa Frankenstein, thank the Lord.
1: There's a movie written, directing, and uh, directed and starring Nicola Peltz. Who's that? She is the like billionaire's daughter who um is married to uh Victoria Beckham's son. Oh. Wait, I'm is sure it's the terrible. Scrambled
0: movie?
1: No, this is called Lola. Scrambled oh. also looks bad though. <laughs>
0: okay, okay. We'll figure it, it out. out.
1: Madam Webb is coming out, but that's not coming out for two weeks.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's the week after.
1: Yikes. Um the week will be off. Oh darn. And then we have the JLO movie, and then we have the JLO movie. Things to oh, look perfect. forward to.
0: Yeah, things are turning around.
1: <laughs> yes, cinema—it's coming back.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, we can do a Super Bowl episode. That's that's what we'll do next week. It's just Taylor Swift.
1: I was like, wait—is she performing at the Super Bowl? No, it's Usher who's yeah, performing at the Super Bowl. Great, exciting stuff. Um, 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 okay, well, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, hope you, that you didn't actually have to go and watch Argyle, and that we gave you all the plot points you needed.